0: Hey there, you're listening to Frequency Conversations, the podcast about the kingdom of God invading every space in every way. It's Jeshua, the host. I sit down every week with Julian and Katya Adams, and we talk about the kingdom of God. And this week's episode is really fun. We're actually going to kick off a few episodes on leadership and Julian and Katia in this one share their heart and experience around leadership as a couple, but then also their experiences as single leaders and the challenges that they faced during the times that they were singles um, in leadership. It's awesome because we get to draw on the experience of both Julian and Katia, who've had experience both planting and leading churches in the past. And so I think you'll find this really insightful, especially to those of you who consider yourselves leaders. Hope you enjoy. All righty. We are back again with Julian and Katya, continuing just some of the conversations around leadership that we started in our last episode. Um, And yeah, I think today we're going to talk a little bit about leadership in marriage, um, oh, Lord, we've touched on some of this in the past, um, but I think it'd be great to just hear some more from you guys. Mm-hmm. We actually got a specific question on Facebook from someone um, asking you to talk about what, um, what it looks like to be married and in leadership together and how you guys play that out. Um, I think that'd be super helpful for church leaders or people who are leading as, as a couple, but maybe don't know how that looks because they haven't seen it modeled in a healthy healthy way. So, um, if you guys have any thoughts on that, I'd love to just get going. Well,
1: yes, Joshua, we have a few thoughts <laughs> sure on you, that. I'm sure
0: you don't. I'm, I'm
2: going to allow my wife, because she's <laughs> in <can laughs> submission to me entirely, <laughs> to say absolutely. Yeah. Go ahead, darling. <laughs> Make sure your head is covered
1: <laughs> You know what, guys? It is so fun um, to get to lead together. Um, there are so many moments where Julian and I will leave a meeting and uh, we've been tag-teaming and kind of playing off one another. Um, and really, we do find that our gifts uh, kind of catalyze each other. Um, and we walk away and we're, we're both so overwhelmed by the privilege of getting to lead together and how much more fun it makes ministry. Um, how much more, um, yeah, we're, we're just so much more joyful doing it together. Um, now I will say that's because we both have leadership gift. So I'm not suggesting that every couple needs to minister together. Um, because that's just the way things should be. No, I think every couple needs to, um, work within their gifts, recognize yeah. what their gifts are, and allow each other to be fully the person that God made them to be um, now i'm i'm I think it will be helpful to kind of separate what it looks like to lead together as a husband and wife within home and then what it looks like for us to be leaders in ministry who happen to be married. Mm-hmm. Um, I think every husband and wife in a home setting, are called to lead one another, uh, to allow Jesus to lead them, and then to uh, mutually submit to each other. That's uh, what I believe is the biblical reading of Ephesians 5, that within marriage, both a man and a woman is called to lead each other in different moments because that's what it looks like to mutually submit to one another. It means that no one person... Is permanently in charge uh, on the basis of their gender, but that there's a call to both genders to learn what it looks like to submit to the leadership of another. And that's what it should look like for every marriage, um, not just uh, for marriages where both are leaders, but the reality for every for husband every marriage, yeah, and absolutely. every wife, yeah.
2: And, and I think when you have the concept of mutual submission, serving one another, you realize that the delight is in seeing how mutual submission, serving each other, promotes each other to find gift. Absolutely. To find the grace that you're in. Um, I cannot be who I am fully without Katya providing space for me to do that, serving me in different ways and vice versa. Yes. And I think when you live like that, it is... It literally is one of the most Christ-like things we can do because the Bible calls us to have the mind of Christ in, mm-hmm. not looking for position or not looking for authority as something to be grasped, um, but to lay down your life um, as a servant. And I think when you do that in the context of marriage, it's less about position, authority, my thing, your thing, what's yeah. going on, and rather that I get to have the privilege of serving, I get to have the privilege of... Um, making space according to the unique gift and grace that's on your life so the world gets to see you shine and it's just a beautiful a beautiful dance that we love doing that we don't always get right but we love doing it
1: yeah absolutely um but the other side of this question, which I think maybe is worth focusing on, is what does it look like when a husband and wife both have leadership gift uh, for ministry? Um, and what does it look like for us to work together in leading outside of the home?
2: Can I just yeah, say, English in English context, sometimes that looks like us disagreeing and having a few spats, just <laughs> uh, this never, morning. Never, never, um, <laughs> Because we have different opinions, different theological views, different expressions, different historical leadership backgrounds. Yes. Um, And I think that's beautiful.
1: It sharpens um, us, that's Because it
2: means we press into figuring out what we actually think about any given context. Yeah. Um, And actually, in a way, it helps us press in a little bit deeper than we would in ordinary uh, relationship leadership dynamics, because we get to we know each other so well so we get to press into each other in a way that we don't always get to in other contexts.
1: yeah I think you know I think you can get into a really wonderful space leading with your spouse as long as both of you have got identity figured out. Um, and this is really true of anyone who's within a team of any description um, when you're working in a team, Uh, in ministry, unless you have figured out that your identity is not rooted in your ministry, is not rooted in the size of your ministry, is not rooted in the amount of likes that you get when you minister. Uh, Once we've figured that out, then we are freed up from the need to hug the limelight, to hug our territory as if it's just about me and I've got to hold a firm grasp on this territory that i've gained but rather we're able to be much more open-handed in team and celebrate each other's victories and make sure that everyone has space to operate in their gifts as god intended um and, and that really is all about getting healed up on identity. And I'm so grateful to God. Not, we're far from perfect on this, but he's journeyed both of us. We've gone through a long journey of, uh, getting our hearts healed up and, um, getting to see our identity increasingly as rooted in, uh, Jesus and being in Jesus and getting our affirmation increasingly from the smile of the Father. And that totally changes how then we're we feel free to lead together because I don't need to somehow make sure that people like me more than Julian in order for me to feel significant. But I can celebrate people loving on Julian and be like, yes, he's absolutely amazing because that doesn't take away from my significance in front of the father.
2: I think one of the aspects around marriage that sometimes uh, is not healthy is you can lose your unique identity yeah. and gift in each other. Yeah. And um, it just merges and fudges into this nondescript unit of husband and wife in a way that actually um, doesn't bring a unity. It just brings confusion. Yes. Um, a unity is best expressed in diversity, not in a merging and a blurring of giftedness. And I think as we lead together... I'm able to recognize that Katya is not a prophet. I am. (laughs) Um, um, I am not a, a kind of clear apostolic teacher. Katia is. How we work that out together, how we... Um, merge that together in terms of our unique gift and our unique leadership dynamic. There's some aspects of leadership that catches much stronger than I am and vice versa. Yeah. means that we're never dialing down on who we are individually, but we are synergistically trying to work that together yes. in a way that um, prefers each other in the moment that our gift is needed. Yes. So it's not just oh, it's your thing. it's your thing. it's your thing. No, no, what's needed? Who's the best person to fulfill that need? How do we lead together in that context?
1: Yeah, and we kind of, this has been a real journey for us. When we first got married and were working alongside each other, um, we quickly realized that often in context, we were being welcomed in as a prophetic couple. And, um, And both of us were like, We accepted that initially, you know, you just you tend to just agree with what people are saying and get on with the ministering um but we started being encouraged by some really godly wise voices who were saying no you need to figure out who you are and then introduce people to who you are you don't have to just go along with what people describe you as and we started thinking what what does it even mean for someone to be for a couple to be a prophetic couple mm. it actually dishonors the gift of prophet because it it lessens Julian to just part of a prophetic couple, it doesn't allow him to really be fully um, who he is as a prophet. Mm-hmm. And it it blurs the lines, uh, kind of somehow swallowing me up into this unit of prophetic yeah. couple. Um, huh. And we realized that neither of us were playing to our strengths when we were agreeing with that and kind of going along with that title in in moments, it would right. give me this undue pressure that somehow I need to come up with something that sounds super prophetic, because that's how I'm being perceived. And for Julian, it meant that he had to consistently make sure that I was right alongside him in prophetic moments, because that's how we had been invited in. And so we realized, we have the privilege, every human being has the privilege of hearing what God says about them, and then with a huge amount of grace, with humility, with gentleness, introducing the world to who God has said they are. Mm. And for us, and other couples may resonate with this, for us, that looked like um, us introducing ourselves. No, we, we love that you're inviting us as a couple that's really generous and kind. Let's introduce who we are as a couple. Julian is a prophet. I'm a teacher. Uh, and we we started very gently uh, rewriting the narrative or addressing the narrative that was being spoken. And we found as we did that, as we became more true to what God has told us about ourselves and really true to the calling that's on our lives, we found that we flourished in ministry and we were able to release grace to communities in a much more meaningful way uh, because we had clarified who we are and what Mm -hmm. we bring. And I'd really encourage anyone who's um, anyone who's listening, this isn't simply about church ministry, but recognize what God has spoken to you about who you are. And then with gentleness, with humility, don't hide that. Don't be ashamed of that. Don't feel like you have to buy into other people's narrative about who you are. Uh, but with a real gracious gentleness of heart, allow people to, uh, to enter in on the story that God has spoken over you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can't expect people to guess who we are and sometimes people get frustrated oh no one's recognizing this or that well we've got to with gentleness offer what we think we can offer and then also recognize that our fruit is what validates our ministry Mm. and so we don't need to wear badges uh we just allow ourselves to be fully ourselves and then trust that there will be good fruit that will allow recognition as time goes on i
2: i think one of the um Greatest challenges that we are, um, will have and are about to enter into as a married couple oh. and leaders is this church plant that we're doing. Yeah, the table I was gonna, <laughs> just
0: about to ask and, about that. Um,
2: Katya is going to be leading the church, which is absolutely encouraging and super excited because I know this is the grace that's on her life. But, you know, as a guy, it has unlocked some insecurity in me. It's <laughs> like, Sweet Jesus, because we both have leadership gifts, when people ask questions, we both naturally will lead into the question. We're like, we'll give an answer. You just asked me. I think leaders tend to do that, right? They just presume they're the (laughs) only voice in the room. And so I'll just answer the question. I think in this last season, when it comes to um, how we're going to league the table, what we're going to do, where leadership lies, I've had to learn to be quiet. I've had to learn to... Um, I I don't want to use the phrase um, step back out of the limelight because that's not what we're about. Limelight is not what we're about but recognizing grace in each other's lives and in the season of Katya leading the table busting preparing for it, getting into what we're going to do it has unlocked some insecurities in me because my natural leadership tendency is to have the loudest voice in particular context and I'm going do you know what? This is not the right season for my voice to be loud. This is the season for Catholic to be all that God's called it to be. So I'm stepping back. And I, I think I see this in the Trinity and how they work. Yeah, um, very much there so. There are moments when it seems like one person of the Trinity is more prominent than the other and no one's having, you know, insecurity, heart attacks. They're just saying, this is right. So I I'm finding it a privilege to cheer Katya on going, this is your call. This is your destiny. This is what God's leading us into. Your win is going to be my win. Absolutely. Your reward is going to be my reward. And um, and being okay with going, I don't have to lead in this context. To be honest, sometimes that's actually a relief um, <laughs> because some of the decisions that Katya has a natural wisdom grace, I don't have. And so I don't have to play to something I don't have. I get to be alongside my wife in her leadership gift and see her thrive as much as she does that with me, and I think that's a beautiful thing and it's it's a graceful thing. And we're learning how to do it. It does not come without insecurity. It does not come without price. And I'm sure for Kelsey too, there are moments when you know she can obviously speak for herself, where I'm sure she'd be like, "I just want someone else to make this decision, <laughs> but I'm the leader." Yeah, I need to do and it's just incredible how we get to support each other and make room for each other
1: yeah and I think I mean the reality is we get to lead together yeah um, in most settings we get to lead together but one of us ends up being the the cutting edge <laughs> the one who uh, takes the the first blows as leader and um, and and that's just a joy to get to do that together um I think it is a beautiful thing as the people of God to be able to um, celebrate others in their context of flourishing and to be able to... Um, not pause our gift, but understand how our gift works in the context of a body. I mean, Paul talks about this, you know, the eye, it's a good thing that we don't have a body that is 100% made of eyes. Uh, There would be a lot of things that you couldn't do if your body was 100% made of eyes. But sometimes as, as leaders, we can act like our gift is, because it's so natural to be the loudest person in the vo- in the room, that our gift is what's needed in every context. And that's simply not true. Yeah. And so this is part of us maturing. I'm aware of it as we're learning this and it's stretching both of us. But really aware that this is when a body works beautifully, uh, when we are able to Uh, be fully ourselves and celebrate the part of the body that God has made us to be but also recognise it is a good thing when other parts of the body uh, come to the forefront because they're needed in any moment.
2: Yeah, sorry. I I think the exciting thing is we get to do this together which is amazing. Um, I think one of the things I would want to press into around community and around how we lead as many women is that we have to create safe spaces for single people mm. yes. to lead together too. So yes. yeah, this isn't like just how we do culture around leadership yeah. for women who are single, for men who are single, how they connect to one another. And I think one of the things that um, I'm convinced about is that whenever we deal with issues of gender and leadership, very often we go to worst-case scenarios so that we feel like if we have many women working too closely together it's going to end up in sin.
0: <laughs> if we
2: And so we we think the worst of ourselves. And actually, we need to redefine that in the context of family. We need to redefine that in the context of kingdom. And we need to redefine that in the context of thinking the best of one another, which the Bible calls us to do. And we need to set cultures in which men and women lead together alongside one another, according to gift, according to anointing, in a culture that facilitates that. And I think uh, that way we don't elevate the marriage unit as the highest form of leadership. Yes. But actually our gift and call and destiny discerned together in community
1: Yeah,
2: is what we're going yeah. for. That's
1: great. And I have to say, my experience of this has been so positive. I'm so grateful. Um, so when... Julian and I got married, I was 30 years old. So I'd i been in context of church leadership long before we got married. And being a single woman on team, I'm so grateful for the teams that God gave me where mm-hmm. I wasn't treated as some kind of... I, I know friends of mine who've been treated like this, like some kind of evil temptress. The single woman <laughs> no. on the team basically gets ostracized because uh, apparently you're out there to take other people's husbands. I don't know. It was this, some friends of wow. mine have had awful, awful experiences like that. But My experience was worlds apart from that. I was always welcomed into the family. Um, I had great leaders who trusted me, who treated me with so much respect and honor. I think of people like Greg and Ruth Haslam and Stu and Livy Gibbs, who really loved me, celebrated me, and never made me feel like, uh, because I was a single woman, I was a problem, (laughs) but treated me... um, as a grace gift in their midst. And so I, I'm so grateful. And I think it's important that in church communities, we learn to be vocal about success stories as much as we are vocal about moments that have gone wrong. And sometimes a narrative that comes out of... Um, the kind of gender conversations and women's experiences. And it's important to talk about the negatives to be real about them. But sometimes we only talk about <laughs> the negative experiences that single people in teams have had. And so I want to do a shout out here because my experience as a single woman was one of being treated with great dignity. And, um, and I'm so grateful for that.
0: That's awesome. I'm glad you guys mentioned that. Cause I think even as you were talking about your partnership and marriage, it was clear that this is stuff that it may add complexity because you're married, but it's relevant to anyone in any leadership. Absolutely. You're always going to have a team, I hope, or, yes. uh, or at least someone else that you're leading alongside. And and there is that um, give and take and, and preferring one another. And um, I think that's really, really awesome. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this was great. Awesome topic today. Um, I, f- I feel really encouraged and I hope that people out there in leadership, whether you're leading with a team or you're single, um, that you, uh, you were encouraged by this. So thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks yeah. for
1: having us.
0: Thanks again for listening to this episode. We're so glad to have you all. To our regular listeners, um, please don't forget to share this with your friends, to like and subscribe in whatever podcast platform that you use. That really helps us out. And feel free to email us at admin at frequency.org. If you ever have any questions that you want to be featured on this podcast, we really want to tailor this specifically to our listeners. And as always, if you're looking for more from us, head to our website, frequency.org. You'll find a tab up top that says partner with us. And you can learn a little bit about our pay what you want partnership. Um, It's kind of our way of giving back to those who give to us. We offer all of our online exclusive content um, for whatever gift you give. So go ahead and check that out. Thanks again. And we'll be back next week with a new podcast.